0: Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes of your daily commute?
1: Or how transportation impacts the community you call home?
0: Maybe you want to explore outside your community and don't know where to start.
1: Well, you're in luck because this is where you hop
0: on. I'm Brittany Hoffman.
1: And I'm Juliana Vasquez Keating.
0: We work in communications for Valley Metro, and together we'll discover all the ways that public transit enhances lives across the cities we serve.
1: And we might even make
0: some new friends along the way. Welcome to Storylines. Juliana, this episode is a great example of why we started the Storylines podcast. We're going to take you and all of our listeners on a journey and share the story of cul-de-sac, how the car-free community is changing the East Valley and expanding Valley Metro opportunities.
1: We're excited to learn more about Cul-de-Sac creating new opportunities at Valley Metro, and that includes expanding our Platinum Pass program.
0: Before we learn more about Valley Metro, let's learn more about Cul-de-Sac and how they feel
2: now that they've officially opened. My name is Erin Boyd, and I lead government and external affairs for Cul-de-Sac 10B.
1: All right, Erin. Here at Valley Metro, we're already pretty big fans of cul-de-sac. But for those who are not familiar, can you give us a brief introduction about cul-de-sac and the vision behind it?
2: Thank you, Juliana. So at cul-de-sac, we are building the first ever car-free neighborhood built from scratch in the U.S. And so that means that we're making a neighborhood for people rather than cars. And so in your typical apartment complex, there's at least one parking spot, if not more, for each apartment. So if you think about your typical apartment, you walk into a hallway and then you go into a big parking garage, or you walk out into a parking spot into your garage and then onto your street and off to your day. At cul-de-sac, when you walk out your front door, you see a friendly courtyard, your neighbors, and local businesses that are all right steps from your front door. So it's a whole different kind of design.
0: What are some of the key elements when you're designing a walkable community, no cars allowed kind of environment?
2: Yeah, so by having zero residential parking, we have 55% open space. And so that means we have park space instead of parking lots. We have local businesses, including a restaurant, a bike shop, a co-working space, as well as a grocery store right outside the front door. So that's over 20,000 square feet of retail. And we have 0% asphalt. So especially in the Phoenix area, when you have no asphalt, that means that the temperatures here on site between the shade of the buildings, zero asphalt, and then all of the lovely landscaping means it's about 10 degrees cooler walking around cul-de-sac than in your average neighborhood.
1: Wow, you won me over with just
2: being cooler there with no asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, in addition to having the aspects of the built environment, it also supports the social connection. So, people want to be social and they just need a neighborhood that facilitates that. And so, at Cul de Sac, we're building this walkable neighborhood. And that means it's actually easy to walk everywhere and there's lots to do. So, in addition to being able to go to your local restaurant where The bartender knows your name or your local grocer who's going to have your favorite items in stock. We also have weekly markets. And so these are night markets every Thursday night. Little Troya. And so this has over 20 local micro retailers. So you can get your favorite socks, soap, farmer's market items in addition to public events. And so these events, everything from free art nights, so arts and crafts for the family, to a K-pop dance night, comedy nights. Every week it's a different programming, and so you'll have to check out our social media, Little Choya Market, for all of the updates on our weekly market events and the programming.
1: Wow, so you've got your shopping, your restaurants, and your entertainment all in this
2: community. All together. And so the key thing is the mobility connections. So not only can our residents appreciate and enjoy everything all in one place, but we are right on the light rail. So we're at the Smith Martin Apache light rail station. And so in fact, I just had a meeting right before this with a partner from Local First Arizona. They support all of our local businesses at Cul-de-Sac, including a compost program that we have at the restaurant. He arrived on the light rail. He realized that that was the best way to get to Cul-de-Sac Tempe and we want to encourage others to come by light rail as well.
1: That brings us to our next question. While besides it being by the light rail, why did you choose Tempe as the first car-free neighborhood in the U.S.?
2: Mm -hmm. I'd say Arizona is a great place to build, and Tempe specifically. So Tempe, mayor and council have a vision for a 20-minute city. And so where anyone in the city of Tempe can get by walking, biking, or by Valley Metro, within 20 minutes, all of your basic daily needs. And so this fit right into that city's vision for that walkable neighborhood. And then beyond that, the city has invested on housing along the light rail. So they believed in our vision for being on the light rail station, building amenities, not just for our residents, but also for the broader community. And Tempe is a great city. It's growing fast. And so we knew that a lot of people actually wanted to move from even out of state to move to Tempe because of the amenities that it has here in town.
0: Yeah, I know that location is so great because you're right. It is right off the light rail and it fits into everything that Tempe's looking to do with their city in general, especially
2: being so landlocked as they are. Exactly. And you think about the climate action plan as well. So with Tempe being one of the first cities in Arizona to pass a climate action plan, it's very important to reduce congestion, get fewer cars on the road. And so cul-de-sac is a key part of that vision as well. And for example, we are partnering with the city of be as a mobility hub and so Mm -hmm. what that means is that we have a combination of different ways of getting around all in one place so once again not just for our residents but also for the local community so we have that light rail stop we have pickup and drop off for Lyft and uber so your ride shares we have electric vehicles to rent in the parking lot we have a bike shop on site bird scooters that you can get those electric scooters up and running from this location And last but not least, for now, also a Waymo and Cruise autonomous vehicle pickup and drop-off spot.
0: You have really got it all. You are the (laughs) multimodal factory that, you know, Tempe is excited to explore. Those are all great options for transportation. But as you mentioned, we do have a light rail stop out there. And this isn't our first partnership. So... How have you been partnering with Valley Metro before you even opened your doors?
2: Mm-hmm. i say there's three really important parts of our partnership with Valley Metro. The first is a new light rail crossing right into the neighborhood. So the light rail station was already here, the Smith Martin Apache light rail station. But we found that the connection points into the neighborhood at Cul-de-sac and also across the street on the north side of Apache was lacking that connection point. So we built an entirely new crosswalk with a stop light, actually time to the light rail. So you could be sipping your coffee at our coffee shop, and then when the light rail gets there, that light will stop, you can cross the crosswalk and get right onto your train. And that's a really important partnership we did with the city of Tempe and Valley Metro. A second element that's very important partnership with Valley Metro is actually a whole new ordinance that we were able to pass where multifamily housing can now provide the platinum pass to their residents which is incredible. So previously, the Platinum Pass was just for employers. And we said, hey, Valley Metro, wouldn't it be great if all of multifamily housing along the light rail could also provide the Platinum Pass, which is unlimited rides on the light rail, as you know, to their residents to encourage and support ridership on the light rail. They said, absolutely, great idea. And so cul-de-sac is one of the first apartment complexes that will be including that Platinum Pass as part of our rent package.
1: That is amazing. Any way we can increase ridership is great. And the Platinum Pass is a great way to do that, especially for a residential area being a first.
2: That's so great. Yeah, and I would say we've also been partnering with the Valley Metro Commute Solutions Team. We love them too. (laughs) We love the Commute Solutions Team at Valley Metro. And so we are actually a smaller business, so we're not required to participate in the TRP, which is the Trip Reduction Program, Uh, but we voluntarily participate in the Trip Reduction Program to encourage our employees as well as our residents to choose multi-modes of transportation outside of driving alone in their own vehicle to commute to work. But beyond that, we also are very proud that we received one of the awards from Valley Metro last year for our Little Troya events, we provide a $5 token to be used at the food trucks or at any of the vendors for anyone who comes to Little Troya, not in their own private vehicle. And so we're actually also promoting, alongside Valley Metro, a culture of multimodal commutes.
1: Wow, you guys have got a lot going on. You've got a lot figured out But what's next for cul-de-sac? Are there any
2: upcoming projects or expansions on the horizon? So the expansion that we're planning right now is right here in Tempe. We will have 174 apartments open by March. And 174 car-free residents coming to Tempe, and that's only the beginning. Eventually, we'll have over 760 apartments in the cul-de-sac Tempe site for 17 acres. And so we will be focusing on our growth of bringing on those new residents between now and March, and then the continuing construction to welcome more residents to the neighborhood.
1: Wow. So how many residents do you guys have at the moment? 16.
2: <laughs> a good start. Yeah, It's a great start. And they are amazing residents. So we've had people following the project and excited to move in. In fact, many even moving in from out of state specifically to move at Cul-de-Sac. And our first building that opened was the Market Building, which is above our grocery store. And we want to welcome everyone out. So this is early September, the first week. At the end of this week, our grocery store, Street Corner Urban Market, will be opening, um, which will be mm. the only grocery store in a few-mile radius of Pulisac Tempe site. And it's open to the public and can't mm. wait to welcome the neighborhood here to open the grocery store.
0: That's so exciting that Cul-de-sac is really not only focusing on their residents, but the community as a whole. I think having all of these additional assets to the community as a whole is just a big – I think it's going to be huge, especially for that light rail stop and beginning that growth in the area. So
2: where can people learn more about Cul-de-sac? please come to cul-de-sac.com. So on our website, we have information about our apartments that are open now. So we have studio one, two, and three-bedroom apartments. And those are all available on our website with pricing. And anytime anyone would love to do a tour, you can find us at live.tempe at cul-de-sac.com. Email us, and we would love to set up a tour to take you along to see what car-free living is all about.
1: So I saw something on your website. Are you guys offering like short stays to
2: try it out? Is that still available? Absolutely. I'm so glad that you brought that up, Juliana. So yes, on our website, you can also find out more about stay at cul-de-sac. And so whether it's a, a long weekend staycation to come out and check out our Little Choya events, which happen every Thursday night, or if people actually want to try it out for even up to a month to see what it's like to live without a car, looking to take the leap, but want to give it a shot. We'll have beautifully furnished apartment rentals to come stay at cul-de-sac and give it a try. Awesome. Is there
1: anything else you would
2: like to add? We would love to welcome the entire Phoenix community to come out and join us at Little Choya. It's every Thursday night from 7 to 9 p.m. And don't forget to come by Valley Metro and you'll get your $5 token when you show up.
0: Juliana, I kind of want to move to Tempe now. I feel like cul-de-sac might be a place for me. How are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling good. I'm excited about cul-de-sac because we know the Valley is so car-centric and they are working to change that.
0: They're not just changing the East Valley. Cul-de-sac is also helping to change and expand programs at Valley Metro. After the break, you'll learn more.
1: It's a great time to be a sports fan in the Valley. Your ticket to any Phoenix Suns game counts as light rail fare to Footprint Center. Not only that, but your ticket to any Phoenix Rising game is good for light rail fare to their stadium at 38th Street in Washington. Learn more by going to valleymetro.org
2: railride. October is Rideshare Month, and all year round, you can find information for vanpooling, carpooling, and taking public transit at sharetheride.com.
1: Electric buses are on the way. Learn about the benefits of the new vehicles by going to Valley Metro's Inside the Ride blog. Visit valleymetro.org slash blog.
0: Juliana, did you know that you, me, and everyone else at Valley Metro is part of the Platinum Pass program? Brittany, I love being
1: able to ride transit for free, especially if it gets rid of my long commute from Gilbert.
0: It's free for you. Your employer's paying for it. So let's learn more about the Platinum Pass program and how it's expanding with the addition of cul-de-sac.
3: My name is Karen Sipnowski, and I'm the Fair Programs Administrator for the City of Phoenix Public Transit Department. What is the Platinum Pass, and how did it get started? So the Platinum Pass program was developed as an account-based solution for schools, companies, and other organizations to support the public transportation needs of their students and employees and also to assist organizations in Maricopa County's Travel Reduction Program meet their travel reduction goals if they subsidize at least 50% of the cost of the passes. The Platinum Pass, which is unlike the paper passes currently being used on the regional transit system, uses a smart card technology to operate somewhat like a credit card where you use it throughout the month and you pay for it later. So we call it a post-pay fare. And as cardholders ride transit, they tap the pass on the reader and the ride is recorded. At the end of the month, the rides are tallied up for each card and the school or employer that the card is linked to receives an invoice for the total monthly usage on the each of the cards they issued. The added benefit is the total invoice will never exceed the cost of the equivalent monthly pass. So we say the amount caps out at $64 on a full fare platinum pass that is used on local bus and rail. The cap is $32 for a reduced fare platinum pass used on local bus and rail. And the cap or maximum amount invoiced is $104 for a pass that's used on Rapid Express Services. How many members or organizations do you have currently in the Platinum Pass program? So right now we have about 250 organizations participating in the program. That number fluctuates every month. We have, you know, one or two drop off and we're always getting new inquiries and new customers signing up.
0: Awesome. Karen, this sounds like a fabulous program and obviously people would want to participate. How
3: do they do that? Since the passes are not issued to individuals, if a transit rider is interested in the Platinum Pass program, I would recommend they reach out to their school or employer to find out if they participate in the program. If they do not already participate in the program, the school or employer can visit Valley Metro's website for more information on how the program works. And if they're interested in signing up or have more questions, the organization can always contact us here at the City of Phoenix Public Transit Department, and we would be happy to answer any questions and help determine if the program is a good fit for the school or organization. So Karen, you told us how many
0: organizations are participating in the Platinum Pass program. How many people
3: do you think have issued a card? Oh boy, that's a good question. We have about 100,000 cards in circulation. Wow. But not all of those are actually issued. So some of the organizations keep a stock on hand, Mm. you know, when they get new new employees, employees. they issue them. So if I had to guess, we probably have maybe about 50,000 that are issued
0: Oh, wow. That's impressive.
1: That's a great segue into the next question. You said that the Platinum Pass was previously for employers only, but how did Cul-de-sac expand this program?
3: So back in somewhere around August of 2020, a representative from Caldasac de sac reached out at the time Cul-de-sac was building a car-free community steps away from the Smith-Martin-Apache Boulevard light rail station in Tempe. And they reached out to Valley Metro and expressed an interest in providing transit solutions as a benefit for their future residents. They were particularly interested in the Platinum Pass program. And it was a brand new idea to have a residential community provide passes to their residents as the program was originally limited to schools and employers under Phoenix and Valley Metro's fare policy. So, in order for this to work, we actually had to amend the fare policy to broaden the eligibility requirements of the Platinum Pass program. So we brought the idea to our regional partners and transit committees, and there was overwhelming support to move forward with revising the fare policy to allow cul-de-sac and similar organizations the option to offer the platinum pass to their tenants or residents. And ultimately, Phoenix City Council passed the amendment to the fair ordinance, and Valley Metro's board members approved as well and cul sac was there every step of the way during the process and i was really impressed to see such passion and a commitment to support public transit
0: they are big public transit supporters over at yes. cul-de-sac and so i'm really glad that they did this i'm guessing that since the fare policy was amended that opens the door for other kind of residential
3: places as well right Oh, yes. Absolutely. Since the Platinum Pass program was expanded, it does open the door for other residential communities to offer this benefit to their tenants or residents. And it's definitely a great transit benefit to consider, especially for communities like Cul-de-sac that have great access to public transit right at their doorstep. Yeah.
1: Brittany and I were actually just discussing this. We said since there's so many like complexes on our light rail alignments, it could be an extra perk that they could add for their residents. So what other changes are coming for the Platinum Pass and other specialty cards?
3: So early in 2024, the City of Phoenix in collaboration with Valley Metro is modernizing the fare system and the current passes will be replaced with new cards. With that transition, there's going to be some exciting changes to all the past programs. One of the biggest changes is our customers will have access to a new online portal where they will have the ability to manage their account and all their cards. So for example, they can deactivate cards, order new cards, print copies of invoices, and make changes to their account, like update their address and contact information. Currently, they send these types of requests to the transit team to handle, and we respond to confirm their request is processed. So we're excited to offer a more efficient and streamlined experience for our customers. Karen, you and
0: I work very closely on the FAIR project together. So this is exciting news for both of us. We're very excited about this. Yes, absolutely. What else could you tell us about the FAIR project heading into next year?
3: So we're also exploring additional options down the road, like adding the Platinum Pass to the Valley Metro app. So if anyone is interested in finding out more information about the overall fair technology modernization project, they can visit Valley Metro's website at valleymetro.org forward slash fair technology for project updates, timelines, and general information about the project.
0: Juliana, I was so excited to learn about the Platinum Pass program, not only because we get to benefit, but because as part of the Fair Technology Modernization Project, I didn't know all the background history of the Platinum Pass and how it's going to evolve. So I'm very excited to learn all about that.
1: I'm excited about how the Platinum Pass is expanding and improving the experience for our riders.
0: Anything we can do to enhance the lives of riders is a positive in my book. And the Platinum Pass is just one of the things happening with the Fair Technology Modernization Project. We're gonna be talking about it more on the Storylines podcast. So subscribe so you never miss an episode.
1: For Valley Metro, I'm Juliana. I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us.
0: We'll meet you at the next stop. Uh
1: Storylines is produced by Alex Osos and Dane Riles. Peter Corkery is the executive producer. For Brittany Hoffman, I'm Juliana Vasquez-Keating. Thanks for listening.